Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and joining us this morning, Kaylee Sullinger and Jared Watson, Community Engagement Coordinators for CASA for Kids of East Texas. Good morning. Great to have you both with us today. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Good morning. Don't forget, In Focus is available online. Just go to ktebb.com slash In Focus. In Focus is uploaded to our website by the day after the show airs. Kaylee and Justin, again, welcome. I know we've had your executive director, Mary Jo Burgess, on the air within the last um, 12 to 15 months. So it's great to have you come in today to give us your perspective on the work that CASA does. Court-appointed special advocates, we know that. Uh, a little bit about who you are, what you do, and maybe anything you can share with us about uh, the history of uh, CASA, uh, CASA specifically here in the Tyler Smith County area. So CASA stands for Court Appointed Special Advocate. And what our role is, is that we advocate for children that are in the foster care that have experienced uh, either abuse or neglect. So a lot of our cases in East Texas actually do stem mostly from neglect. And um, CASA was kind of originated as a way for uh, the judge, our people in the system, to know a little bit more about what's going in on the case for the child. And so we are unbiased. We are strictly there to advocate for the best needs for the child. All right, and court appointed, that's where the judge comes in, obviously. They are appointed by the court to handle these cases of kids that are in foster care and have experienced abuse or neglect. Um, CASA, it's a longstanding concept nationwide. Do you remember when it started up here in Tyler and Smith County? Uh, CASA originated in 1970 in Seattle, and in 1990, CASA for Kids of East Texas was incorporated here locally to serve our mm -hmm. regional children. All right, and obviously there was a need that was, and I was around back then, so I kind of remember this myself, there, uh, there was a need perceived. There were so many kids that just uh, weren't being served to the, the uh, in the best way that they should have been served, and uh, all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, but over, over a period of time, and actually officially starting in 1990, you say, Casa for Kids of East Texas came into existence. Um, let's just move on with more specifics about what a Casa court-appointed special advocate actually does for the child. Yeah, so the children have been removed from their home by CPS. They have experienced trauma before that or just from the removal itself, and many adults in their lives are changing. Their CPS caseworker might change, the placement where they're living might change, their attorney might change, and a CASA is a consistent adult presence that's going to be there throughout the entire process of the case until the child finds a safe, loving, permanent home. And so we focus on that child and we look at all aspects of their life. We look at how they're doing in school, if their medical needs are being met, if there is a potential placement that might be better suited for the child. And we advocate for all of those aspects within the court system. Okay then, and uh, the number of children served in 2021 and 2022, it's kind of a mixed bag here. It's, uh, and as it mentions on your website, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute, um, there are basically skyrocketing cases of kids that need to be served by court-appointed special advocates. And that's the bad news. The good news would be that you do have an agency such as yours to take care of these kids. But let's get some numbers. Over 700, I guess, the last couple of years? Yeah, so in 2021, we served 720 children. 
And of course, cases open and close throughout the year. So far in 2022, as of yesterday, we have served in 497 children. Okay, so that's a lot. And you figure we're just about halfway through the year. So uh, too early to know for sure, but we could set another record. Obviously, a great need out there and a great need for your agency. And we'll talk about that, of course, during the course of the show today and how you, the listener, can get involved. Um, we touched on this a little bit a minute ago, but how is ACASA different from the attorneys, CPS, and other organizations on the case? Maybe get into a little more detail about that. Uh, so that's a great question. So CASAs are volunteers. They are not paid to be on the case. So our CASAs focus on one individual case. And what that really means is that you may be in court and you'll see an attorney or a CPS worker uh, stay up there for hours and hours. They're working several cases. Our CASAs are going to be focusing on that one case. Right. Okay. Again, um, thanks for just kind of fleshing that out a little bit because I know we've touched on it before and it's really at the heart of what you do. CASAs are volunteers, again, not to be paid on the case. And um, in a minute, we'll get to some of the aspects of why CASA is important. And we'll also put out some contact information for people who want to know more about your agency. But right now, just a reminder, this is In Focus. I'm John Sims, and we're talking to Kaylee Solinger and Jared Watson with CASA for Kids of East Texas. CASA standing for Court Appointed Special Advocates. Um, again, something that we've already touched on, but a, a, a time for you to get into a little bit more detail now about exactly why ACASA is so important to the welfare of the child and to the family as well. Yeah, so CASAs are focused on that one family, and we want to be sure that reunification is possible with the family. That's our first priority. We want children to be returned to their parents, if at all possible. Sometimes for a variety of reasons, including refusal to work services or incarceration or other individual circumstances, this might not be possible. And so as a CASA, we're going to be actively looking for other family that this child or children can live with so that they have that family group setting. They have people that understand them with them. And ACASA is going to be more dedicated to looking for those opportunities than the CPS caseworker or the attorney might have time for. They're spending all of their focus on this one case, this one family, and trying to help them succeed so that the child has the best outlook possible. All righty. And uh, I'll just ask you real quickly here. Uh, how do you feel about the success that you've seen from the CASA program during the time? I, I, I didn't ask earlier, how long have each of you been involved with CASA? I've been with CASA since the beginning of this year. Okay. And Jared? Uh, since May, actually. All righty. Well, you're kind of new kids on the block, but I think it's probably given you enough time to get a feel for the uh, a level of success you feel that CASA has achieved, maybe just within the time that you've been involved. Mm -hmm. Yes. Our success is beautiful in many ways. Our success means that the children that have had a CASA advocate during their case are able to navigate through the system, either through reunification or if they do age out of the system, that they have everything that they need to overcome their trauma and their experiences and to lead a successful life, to go on and to have healthy families of their own and to have healthy careers. Mm -hmm and to really flourish as individuals because so many stories from before CASA or without a CASA on the case 
we don't see that flourishing. We don't see that individual success of the children moving into adulthood. And there are many success stories that Texas CASA publishes and are available on the website of adults speaking about their experiences from their childhood and how CASA played such an important role of just being present in their life, going to their sports games, Mm. being present in the audience at a play, encouraging them to keep going. Our CASAs encourage children to go to school and to find something that they're passionate about that they want to do with their lives and really pushing them to be successful and encouraging them instead of just letting them be passive in their lives. Uh Almost like an auxiliary family member is what it sounds like. And the impression I've gotten over the years that CASA has been in our area. Uh, Let's get some contact information out. We're a little bit, um, I've been a little bit slack on that, sorry. But uh, the website is casaforkidsofet.org. And that's C-A-S-A-F-O-R-K-I-D-S-O-F-E-T dot org. And if uh, that got by you too quickly, all you have to do, and actually what I do, is Google Casa for Kids of East Texas. It'll come right up. You're at 3616 Westway Street in Tyler, off Highway 155, just south of the city limits. And you've been in that location now for, I think we mentioned, a little over a year. Phone number is 903-597-7725. And a couple of emails we can give out, general at casaforkidsofet.org or info at casaforkidsofet.org. And you have social media as well at Facebook and Yes, we are on Facebook, Instagram, all of the social medias. And on our Facebook page, we also routinely post information meeting videos. Mm -hmm. And so it's Jared and I sharing more information about CASA and how to become a volunteer. Mm -hmm. Kaylee Solinger and Jared Watson with CASA for Kids of East Texas, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. And let's say that somebody's listening this morning and they're thinking, hmm, this is a big deal. I may just want to be a volunteer for this program, a special advocate. And first, they're going to need to find out a little bit more about it. Of course, we're helping out with that today. But um, one of the things you do is provide extensive training. And I see four uh, uh, trainings just upcoming this month, the month of July. Let's uh, talk a little bit about that, what you call extensive training, and uh, give out those dates that that's available. Absolutely. So not only do we train in the month of July, we actually train every month. Every month. Every month. Absolutely. So we are welcoming people to come in, uh, join our class. That's where Kaylee and I also come in. So Kaylee and I are going to be teaching the classes Uh and working with the volunteers. And what's so great about our training is that we really prepare you to become uh, the best advocate that you can be. So we're looking at Uh, indications of why abuse took place in the first place uh, and how to recognize certain things, reporting, everything that you're going to need to know to be an advocate. All righty. We have July 11th, 14th, 18th, and 25th, just in the month of July alone. And I'm sure they can give you a call or check that website or Facebook page for upcoming dates. A lot of people traveling, taking vacations this time of year, so they may not be able to get in there in July on short notice. But again, as long as you're doing it every month, 
Um, it should not be a problem for anybody who's really dedicated. And I uh, think you may have mentioned a minute ago, you'll have a case supervisor to support you. So it looks like all the pieces of the puzzle are in place during this training. Now, um, sometimes people think, hey, this might be something for me, but uh, they need to know really whether they're going to be a good fit. So what exactly do potential CASAs need to be in that position? Of course, one of the first things they need is a heart for kids. Our advocates truly care about the children that they interact with, and we want you to have a good experience and to make a good connection. And so we talk a lot about what a volunteer expects, what they're interested in, if there's any children or groups of children that they might be more interested in working with. And additionally, to be a volunteer advocate, you have to be 21 years of age. We want you to be comfortable using a computer or willing to learn to use a computer. Mm -hmm. That's where we track all of our information. And you do have to be able to pass background checks as well. Okay. Any other requirements or did we just pretty much cover all of it, in, at least in basic form? Well, well, we say it takes about four to 12 hours a month to be uh -huh. an advocate. And so you do need a little bit of flexibility with that time as well, but at least half of our volunteers do work full time. And so a lot of your duties as an advocate, visiting the children, the placements where the child is living, the parents, they have jobs and lives as well. You're still you, you still have your life and your vacations. And so you can do those visits in the evening or on the weekends. The only things that aren't real flexible are the court dates, but you know those well in advance and they do not occur monthly. Okay, 21 and over. Uh, can I ask you if there's any specific age group that you target as far as CASA advocacy or is it just 21 and over and if you meet the other requirements, you're good to go? Pretty much, if you're 21 and over, we have a very diverse group of volunteers. Uh -huh. And we love that diversity, and it is so important to us. And so we welcome all ages, genders, backgrounds, and experiences to become advocates. And it's also a choice. If at any time you decide that CASA isn't the right fit for you, then during training, we understand, but we do ask for a commitment to the children on the case that you sign on to once you do sign on. Okay. Um, as far as ages for the uh, CASAs, we've got that established as 21 and up. Uh, what age group do you serve as far as kids? Is it uh, infancy to age 18, or is that basically what we're talking about here? Or? I'm really glad that you asked that. Uh, we do serve families in all shapes and sizes. So typically we do not have children that are single children under the age of three, but if it is part of a family and under the age of three, then we do have those children with those cases. And we do serve children from infancy all the way up to 18 actively. And then once a child turns 18, they have a choice to stay inside the system to some extent or to leave. And if they stay, they can stay until they're 21 years old. And we actually have a brand new position at CASA. Well, Victoria has been in the position for for most of this year. And her, That's brand new. <laughs> yes, yes, it's, it's new to CASA, it's new to us. It's not a, a previous position. And she is our teen coordinator. So she begins working with children at age 14, and she stays with them to, until they're 21. 
If they choose to keep Akasa after 18, they have a choice as well. And she is there to help guide them and ensure that they are able to lead successful adult lives. Very good. We are talking to Kaylee Solinger and Jared Watson, Community Engagement Coordinators for CASA for Kids of East Texas. CASA, C-A-S-A, stands for Court Appointed Special Advocates. And the website is casaforkidsofet.org. You're on Westway Street in Tyler on the, the southwest edge of town. And the phone number, 903-597-7725. couple of email addresses, general at casaforkidsofet.org or info at casaforkidsofet.org. And how do you become a volunteer advocate? I think uh, if, you, if you've been paying attention to the show so far, you have a pretty good idea how to get started, but there may be some other information that we want to give out. Um, you can call, email. Uh, also, I am on social media. I don't think we mentioned that as well. So if you're a Facebooker, you can, uh, or I guess any of your social media, you can uh, go that route. Um, information sessions, uh, is that the same as, as the training or is that something preliminary that comes before the training? So the information information sessions are something that we do roughly once a month and or twice a month, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. And so what we do there is that we really go over the process, very similar to this show, about what it means to be a CASA, the requirements, things that we face, and uh, what it is that our advocates are and do and where they come from. So we do that. Um, but if you are interested in becoming an advocate, you are very much encouraged to reach out to both Kaylee and I. So we are going to work closely with you during the process of becoming a volunteer advocate. All righty. And you do have to apply. And is there an online application form or anything of that nature? A lot of agencies do that nowadays. Absolutely. So the link to apply is on our website. However, Kaylee and I are going to work with you. Uh, so if you just attend one of our info sessions, if you message us on our website or even on our social media, after that, we're going to work closely with you and we can get you uh, to where you need to be to apply after that. So really just an interest in making contact is all you need. All right. And you've just had some new advocates swear in. I'm sure that's good news. Uh, was there any kind of a celebration or ceremony that goes along with that or just kind of a, a routine type thing? <laughs> well, we do it every month. So at the end of our training classes, we have a little bit of a break and then we do go to the courthouse and the judge swears in all of our advocates so that uh -huh. they're ready to take a case. We'd had four advocates swear in from our June class, and I do believe three of them have already signed on to cases, and we're very excited about that. Keep an eye on our Facebook page as we post their swear-in pictures, and we celebrate each of those individuals a little bit more. Alrighty, and uh, as far as your total advocate numbers for 2021 and so far in 2022, do you have some information on that? Well, we always need volunteers. So we have had a great number of people come in and join CASA as advocates. And sometimes as cases close, we have advocates that step away, but we always have new cases coming in. And so if you do have a heart for children, if you do have an interest in serving as an advocate please let us know and we will have a case for you there is a child here in east texas that needs your help uh -huh. there's a child that you're going to make a special connection with that nobody else can make 
and you can be a part of helping them to write their own success story. Very good. Very well put, by the way. Thank you, Kaylee. And uh, you have a lot of advocates, but you can never really have enough is basically what I'm hearing right now because there are so many kids out there that have this need. Uh, the, the whole child welfare system is just something, it, 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 obviously an ongoing challenge. So uh, bottom line for this, for the purposes of this part of the conversation, just uh, get in touch with Kaylee or Jared or just go to the website, casaforkidsofet.org. Make that phone call, 903-597-7725, or shoot them an email, and um, as the old saying goes, they'll fix you right up. <laughs> Kaylee Solinger and Jared Watson with Casa for Kids of East Texas, court-appointed special advocates, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. If you cannot be an advocate at this time, there are some really good opportunities to get involved. Yes, so advocacy is our primary form of volunteering. However, we are currently working on a backpack and school supply drive, and so you can load up a backpack with school supplies. That list is available on our website, casaforkidsofet.org, and you can see what we need and drop it off, and those school supplies will go to children that are being served by a CASA advocate. We also have a fantastic car show on Saturday, July 23rd. It will be at the 1836 Kitchen off of Old Jacksonville Highway. And we will be there if you have questions, if you'd like to meet us, if you want to know more about CASA, we'll be happy to talk to you. And then mark your calendars for Tuesday, October the 11th. We will be hosting our annual fundraiser, The Fabulous 50s. It's going to be a ton of fun. There will be lots of food. The whole family is welcome. I believe there's going to be a bounce house and a treat walk and a phenomenal auction going on that will also be online. We have amazing donated items from all across East Texas, and it all supports Casa for Kids of East Texas. Very good. As far as the fabulous 50s, October 11th, do you have any, it's a little bit down the road yet, but do you have any information yet on a time and a location, maybe a, a price of admission or sponsorships available, anything like that? Yes, sponsorships are available. Please reach out to us if you are interested in becoming a sponsor we would love that it will be at casa for kids of east texas oh. at 3616 west way very good so we have a amazing campus if you will we have a child visitation center we have a huge conference room over there and we have a lot of space so we will be hosting it there and it will be from 5.30 p.m. until 7.30 p.m. All righty, and that's going to be October 11th. Did you say that's a Saturday? Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. Mm -hmm. Only uh, five days off or a couple of days off uh, <laughs> the mark there, depending on which direction you're going. So Tuesday, October 11th, um, the fabulous 50s, and then again the car show July 23rd at the 1836 Kitchen on Old Jacksonville Highway. Uh, Tell me again if you you may have already mentioned this, but what, what time of day is that going to be again on uh, July twenty third at uh, eighteen thirty six Kitchen? The, I believe uh, the it car starts show? mid morning. Mid morning, okay. Yes, I believe it starts at ten a.m. and they will be there. I believe until two. Until but two. I'm not. Okay, that's fine. They can get the information off the website or by just giving you a call. So at least that gives people a window of opportunity. You know, Saturdays can get pretty busy, especially in that part of town. So at least if they have an idea what the time that's going to be, that, that'll be good. Um, 
Got a few minutes left in the show, and I, uh, as I was going over your website in preparation for the show, there's uh, a lot of information that we've already covered here, and I will say that it's a very thorough website. There are a lot of different categories. For my purposes, it was very comfortably laid out. You can find out so much of what you need to know just by going to that website and then uh, switching over to the uh, social media if you want to do that. But there is a paragraph, and a rather lengthy one that I believe was uh, composed by your executive director mary joe burgess it's called welcome 2022 and i wanted to draw a little bit of attention to that and i know that you uh, two have only been on the job for a very short time but um the past two years it says presented numerous challenges for everybody you know the the, the whole covid pandemic which uh, uh, is still going on not as bad as it was maybe a year or two ago but uh, let's start with that uh, what kinds of adjustments are you making right now for covid19 so we always want to make sure that the children and volunteers are safe and with covid we learned a lot about using our social media and our digital formats and so it's been fantastic for expanding the reach and the ease of getting information court for a long time was held on zoom yes from from homes and so we've learned to adapt in many ways and to be more flexible so we do if children are placed a great distance away from where we are we can Uh do a zoom chat but we do like to see our children face to face as often as possible yeah and of course i imagine that's uh eased up quite a bit since the pandemic began to ease up Uh, but uh A lot of people have learned lessons and skills, and we've all learned about Zoom. So uh, you you have those, uh, I I guess the good side would be that you have those capabilities at hand if you should ever need them again. Um, Resilient, flexible, passionate. Those are three words that just jump right out at me from the paragraph I'm referring to. And that's really, you know, at the core of so many agencies that we talk to on this show and uh, certainly not accepting CASA for Kids of East Texas. That is the topic of our show today, CASA for Kids of East Texas, Kaylee Solinger and Jared White. Watson, our guest this morning, their community engagement coordinators. Get that website out there again, casaforkidsofet.org. You're on Westway Street in Tyler, 903-597-7725 is the phone number. And uh, did I forget to mention? I don't think I did, but I'll say it again anyway. I'm John Sims, and this is In Focus. We talked about numbers a little bit earlier. In 2020, you served 734 children, 720 during the year 2021, and you appear on track to be um, getting even more people involved this year Um, you mentioned earlier that you have some new programs and that your expansion is underway you mentioned victoria the person who works with the kids who are uh, getting ready to age out of the system but the 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 grand opening of your new campus i know that was a big deal for you and that was already up and going by the time the two of you came on board but what are your impressions of your facility right now and how well it's working for the work you're trying to do Uh, So, so far, it's working exceptionally well. So, not only do we have our administrative side, we also have an entire conference center. And this is where we are holding our classes monthly, Kaylee and I. Uh, It's equipped with uh, a library, a conference room, um, a room uh, where CASAs can bring their children to meet. We also have a library and a toy room. Uh So, it is uh, an exceptional facility. 
Alrighty, and um, one of the things it mentions is that you uh, are we are we getting ready to say something, Kaylee? I will say, and the wonderful thing about that conference room is that we can also share that space with other nonprofits and other organizations uh-huh. here in East Texas. We can fit two hundred people in the room comfortably with tables and chairs, and so we've been able to assist other child nonprofits and we are so excited to be a part of that and we look forward to opportunities to share that space with others you bet that sharing that networking that interconnection is so important with any human needs agency and um the paragraph mentions the new team coordinator position i guess that would be victoria okay yes she's doing fantastic we are so excited for her i've seen her in action and court and it is beautiful what she can do to help children and what our volunteers can do working with her to help teenagers okay and um your new playground and um uh, let me make sure i'm getting all the terminology right new playground new children's center conference center that's all now up and going and i uh, but but there's some expansion in the works is that how that falls into place Yes, we're looking forward to breaking ground on that new playground very soon. And we have some other outside entertainment parts that go with that playground. Mm, I can't wait to find out about that. Yes, so if you come see us in October at our Fabulous 50s, hopefully you will get a really good look at what's going on outside at CASA as well as our indoor space because we will be utilizing all of that space that we have available for that event. All right, thank you very much. We're about a minute left in the show and um, so much more you can find out about Casa for Kids of East Texas, just for starters, by going to that website and that's casaforkidsofet.org. But basically we've been talking to Kaylee Sullinger and Jared Watson with Casa for Kids of East Texas. Casa stands for Court Appointed Special Advocate. Just to review quickly here, this is an agency for children in foster care who have experienced abuse or neglect and Casa stands for Court Appointed Special Advocate. So are able to do able to do so many things that the other people involved in individual cases are just not able to do. Kaylee and Jared, it's been great. Thanks for sharing all of this information about Casa for Kids of East Texas. We appreciate your coming by. Thank you so much, John. We really appreciate it and enjoy being here. Yeah, yeah thank you so much, John. We we really do. Kaylee and Jared, Casa for Kids of East Texas, our guests this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you again next week on In Focus. <laughs>